<laughs> we top three thrones easily. Right, I was on Papa Dorney pub then. <laughs> Back in me mouth, talking about throne, I don't. <laughs> me top three thrones easily, right? You got a throne of schools. In a one. In a one, throne of schools. Okay. Number two. In a two. In a two. You know, Iron Throne, Game of Thrones. There's a picture of me on my Facebook sat in the on, in, on the Iron Throne. I was a lot fatter then, so I barely fit in it. I bit like Robert more than anything, but, you know. I like it. 11 grand I got priced up. Whoa. Wow. I have another pie. They refused. Mm. Obviously, you know, then you want your time In machine. In a three. In a three, you want your, your time, vintage 1968 time machine movie golden chair with a clock behind you, didn't you? I just wanted a, a nice little barber's chair and I got one for free off Facebook sales the other day. My Bonus. dreams have already come true. <laughs> it makes my list look shit compared to yours. <laughs> but now you're going to be like the Sweeney Todd of Manningsley, where you're barber surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> barber surgeon, you mean taking teeth out, cutting hair, cutting feet <laughs> off? Oh, I've got a diabetic foot barber surgeon, Claire. Oh, I can have that off for you in two and a half minutes. That'll be three guineas, please. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ben. I'm Joel. I'm, I'm here hanging out with Mike. Hello. And Claire. The barber surgeon of Manersley. You want to tell them what they're listening to? We're listening to you listen to Cutting the Bun, the Poetry of the Apocalypse. And we're doing a movie episode that has nothing to do with the movie. We're not talking about Sweeney Todd this week. We're in fact covering the uh, the excellent film Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat or All You Need Is Kill. If you want to go down the manga route. Do, 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 do. All you need is kill. That's, yeah, that, that's an that's an alternate reality Beatles. Mm. <laughs> that's what I love about it. But let first before we get into that, let's get on. Thanks some new return listeners. So uh, where should I start with Spokane? Is that Washington State? Uh, WA? Yeah. Cairo in Egypt. Christchurch in New Zealand. I hope to God that's the wizard that got sacked. Yeah. Earlier, you know the oh, weird yeah, news. I remember, yeah. Yeah, the Wizard of Christchurch. Check out our uh, our weird news episode with that. He's unemployed. He's hashtag Wizard of Christchurch. Falls Church, Virginia. Bilbao, Spain. Franco in the Netherlands. Frankfurt and Maine in Germany. Orangistad in Aruba. Never right. had that one before. And Sofia, Bulgaria, and New Haven, New York. I went to the top tens. Uh, Victoriaville in Canada. Chicago, Illinois. Guadalajara, Spain, Boardman, Oregon, and Ashburn, Virginia is number one this week. Thank you very much. Thank you, yeah. Indeed. Right, let's crack on with the film. I'm going to go to the primary page. Fucking hell. There we go. So, 2014, this movie. Uh, set in the year 2020. IMDb rating is 7.9. So I think we'll both we'll all agree that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd, Really good film, isn't it? 
I, I liked it. You I, watched it for the first time today. First time this evening, yeah. Yeah, so I watched it for the second time. I watched it when it first came out. And it was like watching a new film, it's been that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really loved this movie. I've watched it many times. It's a, it's a drunk film go to for mine. If I want to watch something where I haven't got to pay too much attention, mm -hmm. but it still draws my attention just enough. So there's huge explosions and gunfire, things like that. <laughs> then I'll watch it and it's. And a bit of humour. And a bit of humour. It's got to keep me engaged as well. But yeah, it, it always steals my attention. It's directed by Doug Lehman, starring Tom Cruise as William Cage, Emily Blunt as Rita Vitoski, Bill Paxton, sadly in his last film. R.I.P. R.I.P.D. to you, he's Master Sergeant Fowl, and Brendan Gleeson as General Brigham. You know, Brendan Gleeson is there from the Harry Potter franchise. And in Bruges. And in Bruges, that's actually a really good film in Bruges. I'm going to watch that. Oh, it's all in black and white, Colin Farrell and him in it, the pair of hitmen, that's great. We're not going to talk about that though. So, the film takes place in the year 2020 where Earth is invaded by an alien race called the Mimics, which hit the Earth in 2015 via a meteorite. Now, Cruz plays Bill Cage, he's a major in the US Army and a public relations officer, no combat experience at all. And he gets like, he goes to London, he thinks he's just there to like do a bit of PR. He's going to coordinate the filming of the invasion, which is going to take place. It's going to be like Normandy, isn't it? It's going to be like D-Day. He's yeah. like, right, we need guys to go in. Like, you're the one, you're a frontline cameraman, no bill. And he's like, nah, I don't do that. Well, he said he's, he's just there to, to get recruits, isn't he? To... to do the filming to sort of, mm. you know... Propaganda, yeah. Yeah, propaganda, glorify it and get the troops. Yeah, because they've just got the, the, new, um, the new jacket tech, the exo jacket, mm. which is like, you know, you've, you've, listen, you've probably seen the, the exo suits that we've got in development. Think think a scaled-down version of Ripley's power loader in Aliens. Or the ones in The Matrix, the third film. Yeah, more yeah. of a scaled-down version of that. It's like, you know... It, it, or Call of Duty fans, Infinite Warfare, ah, the sort of... Uh, that's the best body, description. That's the best description, so they've got body suits. These have gone a little bit further, where they've got guns coming off their backs as well as their arms, haven't they? Yeah, it's a nifty suit. It's yeah. sweet as fuck. I love these suits. I love the design of these suits uh, as well for the movie. I don't know if there's enough armour over... You could, there's still bits of flesh exposed, oh, I yeah. think. I think that they could do with covering that up. Mm. It's, well, it's early on in the prototype, maybe, you know. Yeah, yeah. You haven't got that far in the line. Yeah, I mean, I suppose these things are like... They've equaled the playing field a little bit, but these things are still, like, fucking deadly, aren't they, these mimics? And that's the best part of this movie. You don't really get, catch a full glimpse of them early on. No. No. Yeah, I love the exosuits, though, I do. But no one knows how to use them. Apart from Tom Cruise, as he learns. But they just, like, giving them to these troops... They were going to launch the most important invasion ever in human history. Well, they've used them before because the, yeah, uh, the angel of Verdun used yeah, These guys don't know how to use them, the ones he's with. Not to their full training. But not to their full potential. No. Not like he learns to do. Like they could. These things could win a war, but no one knows how to use well, them. Well, the war's been going on for five years, hasn't it? Mm. It landed in 2015. It's true. So, basically, Tom Cruise tries to blackmail the general, doesn't he? Stupidly, yes. Yeah. Like, look, I could uh, make this invasion seem very bad for you if it goes wrong. Might lose your job there. Maybe you don't put me on the front line. Don't and he goes, OK. Yeah. 
bad news is, of course, he's been transferred to his <laughs> command. He can do what he wants to him, so he busts him down to private, has him arrested. Next thing you know, he wakes up, he's being kicked by some bloke shouting, On your feet, maggot! <laughs> Which is a recurring theme of this movie. Yeah. Always restarts back there, doesn't it? That's it. It's always restarts. That is his restart point. Right there, the start of the day. Let's face it, he goes, he gets put into that he's a deserter. He meets his Bill Paxton. He's been demoted, he's been assigned to J-Squad under the land of Master Sergeant Fowler, who's Bill Paxton. However, the invasion does go tits up. Does it not? It doesn't go well, does it? In the first few seconds, someone's got, like, crashed into by a, a huge ship. Another one's been, like... They're in these suits, aren't they? Out, haven't they? They're suspended. Yeah, and they're drop ships. Yeah, they have to drop down to the land. It's fucking... That's insane bit, that is. Oh, yeah, something crashes into the side of their, their drop yeah. ship as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it is great. It's, I love the combat scenes of this. This is what I want an Alien War movie to be. Yeah, you can't argue with it. It's top-notch, isn't it? It is. And uh, the aliens... Then we see the aliens, don't we? Yeah, but they're like weird metallic squiddy things. I put metallic fire octopuses with tentacles of death. Yeah, yeah it works for me. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. spikes on the end, haven't they? Fire, I mean, they can fire rockets, they're shooting gunships at the sky. Mm. And they'll dice you apart if they're too close, and that's when we get Rita Babowski in yeah, combat. They're a bit like the. Uh, what they're called in The Matrix. In the Matrix, the, the Sentinels. Sentinels. A bit like them, aren't they? Yeah, they look a little bit like them. Unless you've got a rotor blade sword. That's awesome. The full metal bitch. Yeah. She is a badass. He doesn't even know to get his safety off, does he? Because he's been there with a deserter, thrown into the thing, thrown into the crucible of combat. He's going, help me, help me guys, how do I get the safety off? Yeah, I don't know, I don't... Oh, he's got nothing. But the invasion's a trap, isn't it? It is, but despite his experience, he managed to kill an unusually large mimic with explosives, and he dies covered in its blood. He wakes up and finds himself back at Heathrow in the previous morning, and but no one believes his story that the invasion is doomed, and he repeats the loop of dying on the beach and waking at Heathrow over and over, but becoming more competent in combat because he knows what's going on. That's it, let's predict what's going to happen. Think of it like Call of Duty. You're playing the game, playing the story mode, you die, you respawn, you do the same bit yeah. again. But this time he has to start from getting kicked awake with Get Up Maggot. Yeah. Going through it all again. Yeah. Yes, I'm a deserter. Yes, they're playing cards. It's Groundhog Day. It is. <laughs> this is Groundhog Day mixed with Alien War and I love it. Yeah. And then he meets, obviously, Sergeant Rita Vitkosi, the angel of the done. The one battle we did win, because they let us win it, to get us over cocky, to get us overconfident. Yeah. So he'd launch his full-scale invasion. She went through the same thing of waking up, dying, waking up, dying, waking up, and that's the only reason we won the done. Yeah. When she sees that he knows the movements of attacking America in advance, she tells him to locate her the next time he wakes up, and then they both perish in the explosion of a gunship behind her. So when Kay's next to wakes, he finds her, usually going through the same loop again, wake up, maggot, and then rolling under a truck, getting his head crushed the first time. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, it's fantastic. But the thing is, that, that's a day wasted then, isn't it? Well, it's not a whole day, is it? Well, no, it's hours. Not. But I know what you mean, yeah. So it's a respawn point gone. Yeah. And you yeah, got exactly. what to do as your save point? That's fucking annoying in games. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, it's terrible. 
You're like, Ugh. you're just shy of a save point. You're dying. You're going to go through another five, six minutes of hectic action, and then all he's got to do is survive the barracks room and then rolling under a truck. Mm-hmm. But how many times out of five did you get that right? Four maybe. But you peak. You're always going to lose one, aren't you? Yeah, one in ten, easy. One in five. Got to. Do you think he's feeling the pain when he's dying? Yeah. Getting crushed. Oh. I think he feels the pain of every death he's in. Oh. Until the brain switches off, yeah. She does shoot him quite a few times. <laughs> Breaks his back one time, only when he's training. Yeah. <laughs> his leg. I can only feel my lips. <laughs> Bang. Bang. <laughs> Even if he's stuck in an impossible situation. He has to die every day, doesn't he? That's it. The point is, if he dies within the 24 hours, the day resets, they start again, and then he wakes up getting kicked awake on the 8th. Heathrow Airport tarmac mm-hmm. goes through the entire thing has to explain to her you can only assume it gets faster each time because yeah. also they're playing well they want to use him now don't they yeah because he's a weapon that's it a powerful weapon it's already improved if they're done she used the same trick and managed to fight them back whether it was planned or not by the uh, the mimics to let them have it maybe it wasn't I think it was an accident it's an unfortunate side effect yeah. I think for them I think it's their one weakness well it is really isn't it because if anyone gets killed by an alpha yeah. and takes the alpha with them, then they absorb the blood or whatever and they become they get they get the power off the, the aliens. Yeah, yeah. But maybe in all the planets they've encountered, maybe that's never happened. Because you see that yeah. the, the, the when they're in the beach invasion, when when Tom Cruise first kills that mimic, he's behind the enemy's gun line. Mm. They've advanced, they're pushing us back, they've killed everybody, he's stuck in a in a hole, he grabs a claymore. The Alpha emerges, notices him, goes to kill him. Obviously, he detonates a claymore, doesn't he? Yeah. Gets covered in the blood. Maybe that's never happened because the Alpha's like a bit behind, isn't it? But it happened in Verdun. Well, yeah, maybe. All right, yeah, but maybe it this must is, have happened. It's just luck, I guess. I'm sure there's a, there was a line that that the humans are their only only weakness. Weakness, that's it. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. But he's going through these loops over and over. Every single time he's getting reached, they're training. He's like, "Okay, we need to go thirty paces to the left." There's a mimic to the. It's going to appear from a burnt-out gunship to your right, thirty degrees, and then going through it's like it's like a dance routine. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. obviously, she gets that wrong once. The idea is they both kill it. She, if if she dies, and he lives through that next day, then she's dead forever. Yeah, he doesn't want that, obviously, does he? Because he starts falling in love with her because he's doing this thousands of times yeah. and he's breaking her down. Mm-hmm. Over the, he knows what to say. Over the, the court, the, I mean, the psychological trauma must be immense. Oh, my God, how would you stay sane? It's like PTSD times a million. You know, there's, there's got to be some really... You know, de- they say they relive, relive the moment over and over again that, yeah. that sort of triggered it. Well, they are literally reliving the moment over and over again. Yeah. The death. Yeah. I mean, he could have he been living this same day over... And over again, millions of times. He could have done this a million times. <laughs> he could have done it so many million times. It's unreal because. And he could go the other way and become a complete psychopath and be immune to it. Yeah. And he does keep his humanity in check. To be fair. He, he's he, quite sane. Because I think I would go completely insane. But isn't it different? I'm on the verge. Imagine it. But think of it this way: you're fighting an alien invader. Now, shooting humans, yes, that causes PTSD because they look like us, and on some level we know we could connect with that individual. That's yeah, what causes, see, yeah. and you know he's got a family and a mom yeah. and a dad. 
This is an alien and all he wants to do is destroy the Earth, would you? Yes, you get PTSD from seeing your mates die. That's what I mean. You get PTSD from killing them, though. No, no. From seeing your loved one, he loves her, he sees her die every time. Yeah. Horrific yeah. ways. Yeah. You think it really dark sometimes and you just... <laughs> it's like a bit when he went to the pub and just said, fuck it, I'm going to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I that. love There's that. There's got to be times like that where you're going to need a, need a day off, don't you? Yeah, oh, yeah. I love the old, the old gammons in the pub. <laughs> oh, Battle of Britain. Oh, wouldn't have happened our grandparents' generation. Oh, yeah, he fought on D-Day. Oh. They weren't fucking fighting time-controlling aliens. No, that's it. They were fighting <laughs> Nazis. Not a time. difference. It's, it's fucking mental, but... I mean, I think it's, let's talk about that. The aliens being able to control time. I mean, what a fucking weapon. It's like playing chess and... You know the opponent's moves. It's like me playing you, and I know in you, your every move. And if you're you gonna lose every game, I'm gonna spank you every single time. I know what you're gonna do. So how do they not know what Tom Cruise is doing then? Because he lost the power. Yeah, he's got the power now, hasn't he? Yeah. The idea is if Amiga's if an Alpha's killed, the Amiga immediately resets today. Because it's like, oh shit, need yeah. them. Yeah. But he's got the power now to, every time he dies, it resets. Yeah. It's out of control of the alien. That's all they need to find him. Mm-hmm. And they leave that trap for him, don't they, later on? That's it, that's what we get to. After so many loops, the the, mimic, the the Amiga will start to try and track you down because you're glitching its, its, yeah. its links, you're glitching its system. It's all one hive mind. Do you think they're from the fourth dimension? Well, they came from space. <laughs> on an asteroid yeah but do you think like because they can control time can't they because like you've got the first spatial dimension which is a straight line isn't it yeah and you've got 2D yeah. which is width and length mm-hmm. and you've got 3D which is height included which is the one we're in yeah and then if you think if in the fourth dimension because yeah, infinite directions it'd be like yeah time would wouldn't flow in the direction that we see it, they'd be able to control it, wouldn't they? Well, they'd be able to see what was about to happen anyway, wouldn't they? Well, that's what I mean. That's, so that means that they're for, are they from the fourth dimension? Well, they wouldn't have come to Earth anyway because they would have not known this was going to happen, wouldn't they? Well, no, because we can interact with 2D, can't we? I don't know. Either way, they well, could be there. If they're fourth dimension, they can interact with third dimension. Think of it like Monsters Inc. Have you seen that? Yeah. You just go, they go through doors and they appear anywhere that they want. Yeah. That's what power they would have. Ooh. So this is this is that power, isn't it? Because yeah, whatever we do, they can alter it. Yeah. They can change it. So we go, okay. They can just go back on the timeline and say, we'll go back a day. That's we'll it. stop so that from happening. It doesn't matter whatever we do. So we go, okay, today we're going to land at Normandy. And like D-Day is a homage. And they go, oh, good caught us out. Reset the day. Let's get everyone there. You've kept to the move immediately. Yeah. Mm. So I, mean, I know your enemy's moving in advance, isn't it? You're always in position to block him. And you can lose the yeah. first time, or you can just go back. But they go So they'd have a massive advantage over anyone in, in the third dimension, i.e. us. This would give them that power. Yeah, that's true. But because they need him, they need to get his power back, they need him dead, so they can get out of this loop themselves. Yeah. They must be stuck in the same loop. Every time he dies... Yeah, they get sent back. They get sent back. 
He becomes basically the best soldier in the army, doesn't he? I mean, the guy's fucking immense. Well, he's been in a, like, he could have been in a million battles. That's it. He's, <laughs> I mean, the ultimate veteran. Yeah. yeah. More than the unkillable soldier. That's true, what yeah. Was what was his name? Oh, the Dutch gosh. Belgian, wasn't he? The Dutch Belgian guy who fought in the Boer War for the yeah. Brits. <laughs> Lost every bit of himself everywhere. He's but, just waltzing through and he's shooting them all. I mean, that guy's not a patch on, the, on this guy if he's done it a million times. That's it, really. There comes a point where Rita doesn't make it past that day, does she? The helicopter moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, well, we've never got past this. You've never got past this. You don't survive any further. But she's still like, well... Yeah, because... I don't care. He has a vision, doesn't he? Yeah. The Amiga at a dam in Germany. Yeah. And she'd said that she'd had visions yeah. as well, and that, that was just before she was about to lose the power. Yeah. That, well, you know, because they're getting close to finding yeah, yeah. Close to finding them, yeah. But that's the. This is the quite a grim bit, isn't it? Because he, he's lured to that dam in Germany. He thinks he, the Amiga is. It's a trap. There's another alpha yeah. there with a bunch of uh, hive mind ones. And they want his blood. They want his blood. They've got to get his blood back. They, they don't want to kill him. They just want to bleed him. Yeah, bleed him out. And he drowns himself. Yeah. It's like, Jesus. I suppose at that point, you, you don't fear death. It's a minor inconvenience, isn't it? You've it's just an ex another experience. You've, you, you've, yeah. you've experienced every yeah. single death you could possibly yeah. have, haven't you? Yeah. So it's just a minor it's inconvenience. Like eating different bits of food, you, you sample them all, don't you? <laughs> I mean, this is always like to be electrocuted. Fuck <laughs> 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 that. I mean, that grim dark with it. But dying in combat's one thing, but just genuinely just offing myself every day. No, thanks. Yeah, well, I didn't like Bill Murray character at one point. He just keeps committing suicide. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you want to experience everything, wouldn't you? What's, a, what's a smack the... overdose like? What, not if you're feeling the pain. <laughs> but you're going to die anyway. Yeah, but you know that that pain's only temporary and you're going you're gonna to come back and you're going to be alive and... You're gonna be fine. I think I yep. just prefer the shot through the head every, every day. <laughs> just wake up and go bang, <laughs> bang, <laughs> bang. You used to live. You're gonna live a couple of days at least. <laughs> I'd, I'd have some fun with it. I'd break yeah. some laws. I'd do. I'd do to stuff I wasn't supposed to do. Because it was streaking. <laughs> that's quite. Well, I was on a different level to you. <laughs> fair enough. Well. Well, that's where your mind went to. Do you want to run through a field of corn? A field of hay? <laughs> yes, naked as the day I was born. No, I was going to go on a fucking killing spree. Alien <laughs> door. No, people. Just anyone that's pissed me off that day. Anyway, I'm in the shop. Some fuckers pissed around the lottery ticket. Fuck it. Bang in the head. <laughs> You know, I'm just gonna someone go. pisses on your hush puppies. Someone's pissing on your I got the pub, someone pisses on me, hush puppies, bang! <laughs> Barman doesn't notice me quick enough, bang! <laughs> and then I just do myself for the police get there. <laughs> you'd go through some dark periods, you wouldn't would. you? You would, yeah. <laughs> but you might, but you might and then you want to try everything that was ever possible bungee jumping, skydiving. I don't know if you're a skydiver. I don't know if you're a skydiver in the middle of an alien war. <laughs> Unless you're training with the parachute regiment. That's it. Just get yourself off the training ground. And <laughs> pretend that you you, you signed up. Don't <laughs> just pretend. <laughs> and then just walk off. The end. Driving hey, a tank. I know you've done that. We had twenty. We had twenty guys here, but twenty-one have turned up. Our moo boss. <laughs> <laughs> 
shot him. We just shoot him in the head. <laughs> just do it yourself. Oh, the droning yourself is too much for me. I'm sorry. That that's the one that made me go. Mm. Oh no. I'll take dying in battle. I'll take getting shot in the head or killed by the enemy. But I don't want to drone myself. No, but at that point he's got no choice, is he? No. If he dies, if they get his blood, then humanity's dead. That's it, yeah, I guess. No pressure. <laughs> no, <laughs> no pressure, pressure in this film at all. No, there's no pressure at all. No pressure. Right, so basically, they decide, right, I'm fed up of fucking going to the beach. We're not getting anywhere going to the beach. You can't get past the helicopter bit, so we're going to try a different tack. We're going to go to Whitehorn, we're going to infiltrate the MOD, Obtain a prototype built by Dr. Carter, who had figured all this shit out. The wonderfully named Dr. Carter. Great name, Carter. Truth, honesty, integrity. Not Jimmy Carter, is my last name. One day I'll be Prime Minister. Probably. God help us all that day. <laughs> the idea is that this machine taps into the Amiga's brainwave. So they basically sit there and tell this gen General Brigham the story. Over and over. Every loop to the point where Rita's probably just shooting him in the head for fun at one point. Mm -hmm. Or he's asking Rita to, because this general will not do it. To the point where he has to go in and literally predict everything that's going to happen. And then, finally, he gives him the fucking prototype, but still betrays him. Still betrays him. Yeah, he does, yeah. They come out of the building, don't they? And then that's there's uh, armed guards there. There's a bit of a car chase. And Cage is injured and he wakes up in the hospital. Happened to find before that, he stabs himself with the. Oh, he stabs himself with the, with the transponder, which locks him eager to him. He realises that the transponder is under the Louvre Pyramid in Paris, the Louvre Art Gallery, which is where the Mona Lisa is, amongst other fine art galleries. Other art galleries are available. <laughs> I'm not sure the science works with that, stabbing you in the leg, and all of a sudden. You start having You're visions. a transponder and you're having visions of where it is. I think they glossed over science a bit there and just went, oh, he's a genius. He's called Carter, therefore he's a genius. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Oh, they're just leaving a bit to your own imagination there, aren't they, I suppose? I guess Maybe. it's something to do with locking in the DNA, which is the, the Omega searches for some telepathic wave and making fan leaps. I think they just needed some way for them to know where it was and this was the best way they could come up with. Yeah, well, whatever. It's a bit iffy, this bit, but... It's only bit of the yeah. film that I'm a bit critical of. Sorry, I forget you are science officer, <laughs> technically. In fact, he's had transfusion now, he's had a car crash, he's lost the ability, he's lost it. Vitovsky frees him, and they go to J-Squad, which is the squad that Cruz is jumping in with the first time, to help destroy the Amiga before the invasion begins. So, jetting off at night. I want a J-Squad spin-off movie to this. A prequel, a prequel, where they all meet up on, at Verdun or something, the Battle of Verdun, and they end uh, up in J-Squad. You're saying there is a sequel? No, you? there is, but I want a prequel. Yeah. I want I want the start of this war, I want these individual members to come together and form some kind of... Because J-Squad, they're a bit fuck-uppy, aren't they? you got the one guy who fights in a jockstrap, which would be me, right? Because no, if I'm going to die, I'm going balls out. I'm going commando. They're just one of the lucky few that made it through, aren't they, really? 
Oh yeah, I mean, they're invading with like they say like 800,000 troops, which is 70 nations armies, but there's still no conscription in the fucking country, so no conscription in Britain. The Americans aren't over yet. The Russians and the Chinese are on one side and there's another 70 nations on the other. But there's a few Americans there, but there's not loads. I'd be a conscientious objector. <laughs> <laughs> what, in the event of an alien invasion, you'd be a conscientious objector? Make peace. Not they don't want peace. All right, you can <laughs> tell you what. We'll drop you over onto the beaches of France, and you can go and tell them. I will. Give me a welcome wagon. I'll be. Who's going to be with the welcome wagon guy <laughs> flying over the helicopter, blinking lights, just annoying them? <laughs> what if they were epileptic? Come <laughs> done with that. Um, I'm in the welcome wagon. Could do. Or what if they just get really annoyed and fly into a murderous rage? I love the uh, bit of G-Squad self-sacrifice moment with Claymore Mine and dropships crashing and all that. That was a good scene. I do think this... I, I like the... Well, this movie, I think the final third, weirdly, is probably one of my... is the weakest part of the film for me. I still enjoy it, but I really enjoy the loops and the... Mm. and all that. And I think the finale kind of... It's still good, but it's a bit anticlimactic because... In a way, I don't know. What did you think? They had to end it somewhere, didn't they? And you know. they did, and I like it. Don't get me wrong. I love this movie. I think it's great. But I just think that, that point, it's a new day for both of them, isn't it? Mm. The alien and the humans. This is, they haven't seen this. They haven't rehearsed it. it Everybody's on it. Yeah. Even Stevens in it. Fair fight. And if he does First kill time, and if he does kill the Amiga, it's game over for them. Yeah. It all resets then. Yeah. It's um, a critical point, isn't it? Yeah. yeah and, they got, and they can't respawn, so it's, they've got one chance to do it. That's it. This I is, think it's alright. I think it's, yeah, okay, well. Vitoski sacrificed herself as well. She kisses him this time to thank him for getting as far as he did. That's the word weird thing. She's living every day as the first day again, and he's coming back and... It's crazy, really. Fucking with her mind. Fucking with her mind. Over a course of time, he is going to get to sleep with her. If he hasn't already. Dead or alive. Yeah. Whether she wanted to or not. Is that in the outtakes, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Necrophilia. Maybe. <laughs> the necrophilia outtake. <laughs> Who knows? The Alpha kills the Totskis. They can't kill an Alpha because that will reset the day. So if you're face to face with an alpha, you can't kill it. But this is my, why couldn't they kill it, but kill themselves so they get the blood on them, so they've got the power back again? Oh yeah, but then you've got to, then the day resets again, yeah, but so they, you go back to the start of that day, and, and, and Tom and Cage and Fabowski, you've got to recruit them again, you've got to go through all that, you're just resetting the thing again, aren't you? Then you end up with the Edge of Tomorrow 3, where the guy gets woke up with, wake up maggot, <laughs> and there's a different dude this time. Well, he wakes up in J-Squad's barracks and has to go and, and figure it all out again. Why would it be yeah. a different dude? Because let's, well, let's say it's not Tom Cruise, it's not Cage or Babowski. Well, it was, I wonder about them two at the end. Why don't they oh, yeah, blow themselves up and get the well, blood on well, them? Yeah, but that's, that is a possibility. And then they've got a fail-safe then, because at the moment they've only got one chance to do it. If they fail, humanity's dead. dead yeah. This way, OK, they've got to restart the day and they've got to get the... Well, they don't really need to go back to the... The, the chief guy, do they, and get that contraption thing? And no, they'd have it. Because they, they know it. where it is now. So they wouldn't need to, they just need to go and get J-Squad and go back. 
And if it yeah, dies, they would, yeah. Repeat it. yeah, they would, yeah. That'll be a plan B to stop a claymore to your chest and hope you came against that one and hope you got enough blood on you. Well, yeah, there is that. Unless you stab it's it in the neck and drink its blood. Why wouldn't it work again? No, you could try and jump on its neck and just gouge its <laughs> throat out with your teeth, I guess. Drink its blood. Fucking hell. <laughs> you want the fail safe? But then the day resets. Then again, you can just go to the general and go, nuke the Louvre. Yeah. It's under the pyramid, nuke the Louvre. That's it. Couldn't you? I guess. Yeah, why didn't they go back to the general? Well, they didn't find out... Well, they were trying to arrest them. Well, they yeah. did arrest them, they tied them up, didn't they? And Even though mortally wounded, Cage managed to drop a belt of grenades, killing the Amiga. The dying Cage floats down through the water into the Amiga's blood, and he awakens en route to his first meeting with General Brigham. So he does, in the end, he did do what I said just now. Mm-hmm. But he killed it and, and reset the day for its blood. But he could have done that with the... Alpha, just as a fail safe. Yeah. Who could he think could have gone back to the journal and nuke the Louvre? Yeah. Nuke it. Anyway, it's dead now. They've done it. Cage goes to Heathrow, sees a major in the US Army at this point, and he's got all his memories. And he just strolls in to meet Vidowski. He hasn't got a roll under a truck. Nothing like that. And she greets him rudely, just like in the previous loops, which amuses him. And I assume he's going to tell her everything that's happened. She'll then remember. She's got to believe him. Why will she, she remember? She won't remember. She won't remember, but she'll she'll, she'll know. Him. She'll believe him. Yeah, that's what I meant. She'll believe what? him because he knows her middle name and that. Yeah, he knows yeah. stuff about her. So. And because of when she'd done it at the other place, what's it called? They're done. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? So she'll go. Oh shit! So how many times have we go through that? And if he's kept count, I don't know if I'd be able to because we days I was blackout drunk. I'd be taking at least like a couple of days off a week, wouldn't you? A couple of days off? Well, you're stuck in the infinite loop. You train, train take months off. Yeah, but, <laughs> but every day you've got to die, remember? So every day you've got to shoot yourself. Oh, yeah. So better be in the pub Just and have, like, oh, have a suicide oh. vest on at 11.59. Boom. <laughs> right, yeah, but you got to walk around a heavily militarised <laughs> London in a suicide vest, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry, I'm just going to kill myself and everyone around me. Uh, Doesn't matter, just reset. Yeah, don't worry, I'll reset, officer. <laughs> so I will reset, officer, don't you? Oh, you shot me, I oh, just wake up. Hello, maggot, get up, maggot. <laughs> win-win. That's just a win-win for that, isn't it? Yeah. The film ends with um, General Bingham sort of going, yep, there's been a, there's a massive detonation in Paris last night. And mimic activity just seems to have died off because they're all like a hive mind. The Amiga dies, they all die off. Yeah. And we're, we're invading and Russian and Chinese troops are pushing in from, from Eastern Europe. So let's point to this nightmare scenario now where we end up with a new Cold War. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know it. The Russians and the Chinese are, yeah. are sweeping across Eastern Europe as fast as they can to take as much territory as they can. Yeah. So they we're doing the same. We're doing the same. Ugh. And you end up with a new Cold War of 70 plus nations of, of the West. Uh, they should just plus America. Off, they? <laughs> right? Versus the Russians Don't and the Chinese. All armed with nuclear weapons, trying to rebuild. And they're going to say, well, this bit should be communist, this bit should be a democracy. And we've got a new Cold War, and that's it. And we end up nuking ourselves. And we've all got like a heavily militarised society, so we just carry on 
feeding the military industrial complex. I'd like to think the military sweeping from the east is like rebuilding the place and, you know. And turning into communists. Living happily ever after. Uh, in grey concrete tower blocks. Mm. Uh, well, I really enjoyed this movie. Mm. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? I think it's awesome. It's well worth it, 7.8. I think, I think Tom Cruise is quite... Un I know he's a massive movie star, but I think a lot of people write him off. I know you, you weren't a fan, Claire. No, I haven't watched Tom Cruise film for a while, and it's because he's done a few naff ones. Oh, I mean, he's done some good ones, though. The First Mission Impossible, Top Gun, Days of Thunder, that's a decent movie. Top Gun? Top Gun's a great movie! Jeez. Yeah. It's not, fucking, Top Gun's awesome. I mean, alright, it is very homoerotic, but it's cool. The jet for the pilots, man, they're in Top Gun school, the F-14s, the Navy, the aircraft carriers, that's cool. Yeah, it's a complete propaganda film. For yeah, so right it is, but it's still cool. So was Independence Day, is technically a propaganda film, during the US, during the Air Force and Marines, and shoot aliens. Really? A little bit. <laughs> I've seen that ever as a, a propaganda film. I don't think they had the help from the US forces, did they? They did until they uh, they were going to, and then they said, oh, we want to put Area 51 in the script, and they went, no, all our helps were drawn. So they had a CGI. Mm. I don't know, I, I like this. Do you think we'd stand a chance in any invasion? Oh, couldn't tech. Let's see, this is pretty much... What, if they can control time? Oh, if they can control time. Let's no take chance. The, let's take the t time control, obviously, out of the equation. That's the whole fucking thing of the film, isn't it? I know there's mostly multiple scenarios. There's the Independence Day scenario. There's this one. There's the War of the World scenario. At our current tech level... With thermonuclear weapons, and we, we've got exosuits at this level too. That could be the tech we've got now, could be they you know they'd find a way and fucking double time that into production, wouldn't you? Yeah, drones as well. Drones, advanced tech, anything we can get our hands on, pushing the, the trouble is All they have to do is uh, EMP, and then we're fucked, aren't we? Well, if they don't do that, because they need their own stuff too. Mm, maybe. I don't know, it depends greatly on the strength of the aliens, what technology they've got. That's why I asked if they were biological or mechanical, because yeah. they look sort of mechanical, but they, you know... They still they... die, they bleed, yeah. if they bleed we can kill it. Yeah. <laughs> if it bleeds we can kill it. <laughs> if they bleed we can kill it. I watched Predator the Musical. <laughs> yeah. I love Predator the Musical, it's fantastic. Yeah, it all depends on the alien tech, if they can control time, we're pretty much fucked. I know it's obviously... Well, make believe, obviously, but I mean, it's a complete fluke that he managed to do it, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they're one weakness and they figured it out and managed to. Oh, yeah, it's a complete fluke. It just so happens it was on that day as well, the day before that they'd win, they'd, yeah. they'd take the West, and then I'm guessing America was on it, was being a little bit isolationist in a way. It would have been a matter of weeks, probably, before they took all the Earth. Yeah. yeah. That was another pinnacle day. Mm. I think as a species, we're really good at killing stuff, and I think if some that's time... That's true. Even in that... There's, this, there's a quote in it, he says, uh, the Major says, we fight, that's what we do. Yeah. We do. We're good at fighting. Yeah, and we, we, we always find more inventive ways to kill each other as a species, and I think if all of humanity had to be united in a com against a common enemy, such as an alien invasion, we'd find out really inventive ways to kill them reasonably quickly. 
Yeah, we'd lose the first few, but we've got the bodies to throw at it. I don't think we've got... I know you're scoffing, Mike. Oh, yeah. That's terrible, but it's, 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 it's species. We're at the species level. We're at Starship Troopers. It's also them. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking... He's, he, he wants to be in command, doesn't he, and send the bodies, the billions to their deaths. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> you do mean... Send in the next wave. Rico, doesn't he? Yeah. I wonder who you. Rico. Rico. Do you want me Johnny Rico? Do you want me Sky Marsh? Do you want me? Come on, you apes, you all live forever! Uh-huh. At least. Oh, I'll be a Sky Marshal. Yes, and, you know, I want, to, I'll be the Imper- I want to be an Imperial Guard General from one of my 40,000. I've got billions of troops and just launch them at a planet and just let them do the steamroller over it. You'd love it. That's, that's a terrible thing. He would love it. <laughs> Do I get epaulets? <laughs> I'll be on the ground. Psychopath. Claire, when you make me my cloak, can I have epaulets? Epaulets on this cloak as well yeah, as a hood. Yeah, please. And, and uh, some velvet lining. Yes, please. This cloak's becoming quite something. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'd like black epaulets on the black cloak. Mm-hmm. Purple okay. interior. This is a great movie. And, yeah. Um, it fully deserves an episode. It's a fun movie. Watch it. And uh, on that, let's end that episode there. Fucked fuck, up facts. Fucked up facts. Cool. Yeah. Jingle, please. Facts, facts. Fucked up facts. Facts, facts. Facts. Swedish cocks. Sweet. Swedish cocks. Swedish cocks. Swedish. What Swedish cocks? Yeah, there's something like that on Netflix. No, 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 no. Swedish cocks. Swedish cocks? Yeah. Is it about chickens? No, it's actually quite funny. Oh, no, it's it's a, Swedish cocks? No, cocks, I'm sure it is. <laughs> it's Swedish dicks. Swedish dicks, there we go. I know what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a Swedish comedy crime drama comedy yeah, yeah. about two Swedish private detectives. <laughs> Swedish dicks. Swedish uh, cocks. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Fox on the brain. <laughs> Swedish built cars, i.e. Saabs, Volvos, mm. are specifically reinforced so the occupants will survive if you hit a moose. Oh, that's good. Makes sense. The Swedish National Road and Transport Research Institute uses a moose crash test dummy to make sure. Fantastic. You would have been a safe car, drive a Saab. Shame that Saab went out of business a few years ago. I did it. But I'd imagine their cars are still as sturdy. They should all be using a moose, shouldn't they? At least a moose. At least a cow. Yeah. Yeah. In September this year, a Danish museum gave 534,000 kroner in cash to artist Jens Harning, who was supposed to display in two glass frames in another museum. Hmm? Put the cash in frames. Yeah. And put it in, a, in another museum. Well, that's a bad idea. Yeah, the artist pocketed the cash, sent two empty frames to the museum, and changed the title of the artwork to "Take the Money and Run." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Danes are so trusting. Here you go, is one hundred twenty-five thousand kroner. Stick it in some frames, display it in the museum. Hang on, surely they've had some security. Because he's a famous artist. He's and an artist and he was a, were, like, being commissioned to pr- produce a piece. You get paid before you do the job, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You produce a piece of art. 
Uh, maybe they run to Costa Rica and fuck young girls like Carol Baskin's husband did. Spoiler oh. alert. <gasps> Never. Really? Maybe. They found him? No. Maybe, though. you got to watch it. Sorry, mate. Carry on with facts. The average public swimming pool contains 75 litres of urine. Oh! What do I think about it? <laughs> I don't think about the amount of water I've swallowed from that pool. Can anyone guess? Well, also, yeah, it's always on pistol. That's what the chlorine's for, Claire. I'm not disgusted at me. That's what the chlorine's for. I've done it as a kid, but, like, you know. I've done it as a fully grown man. Oh, never. You can piss in the sea, that's alright. That's what the chlorine's for. Something very enjoyable if you just swim along, just Fucking pissing. Hell. That's just. It's not done, mate. You don't do it. So the chlorine's for? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it is. You lot are wrong. You're the wrong one. <laughs> not like that woman in the band who pissed on that guy's face uh, on stage. No, but you probably did piss in some guy's face <laughs> after you swam past. <laughs> kicked it about a bit. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was kicked extra hard. Man, <laughs> for your piss. Should I kept his distance then? Sit there in the warm patch. <laughs> that's, that's the main thing. I don't want to swim in. In the, in the shallow end, he's just like. That's in the deep end. It's always in the deep end. There's more water there. Dilutes it faster. <laughs> one so, day you're going to get caught out. It's going to have one of that, you know, them special things that like show up your piss with dye. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. I haven't been swimming for ages, so it's quite a reason. <laughs> Can anyone guess which country gets more tornadoes per square kilometre than anywhere else on Earth? Uh, USA. No. Nope. I was thinking that, so I'm going to go for something else. Um, <laughs> can I have another guess? Yeah. Egypt. No. I was going to go for USA. I can't think where else we'll get them. Think of somewhere closer to home. Wales. Close. Ireland. Norway. No. England. No, oh, yeah, tiny ones though. Must be. We get more of them. Oh, I've seen one. Have you? Yeah, like just a small one at down. Uh, was it down? No, Leeds Festival. It come over the hills, and all the rubbish was being taken up into like a whirlwind. You know, I have seen something similar to that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have the download. I was like, no way. We all like you know video recorded it, but it you just couldn't get get what we saw from right. the video. It was. It was lame. I've seen one video at a festival where a tornado hit it and it gets like swooping tents up. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I think it was in the US actually. But yeah, oh god. Yeah, we do have a, we do have mini ones and we have a little, like, we used to call dust devils though, didn't we? But in autumn, we see the leaves start spinning up. You ever seen that? Mm. But Kansas gets a few, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Love that film Twister though. Do you? I like Twister. I like I like Twisters, but Twister's the perfect Saturday afternoon film. Bill Paxton again? It's can't dislike Bill Paxton. I think it's a bit anticlimactic. It's all right. I like it. Film, nothing special. Moving on. In the USA, there are eleven times as many monuments to mermaids as there are to congresswomen. <laughs> they're like they're mermaids. Obviously. 
That's just mad. I know. That's weird. Mermaids. Well, I guess mermaids have had a good 300 years and congresswomen have only had about 50, 60, 70 maybe. Who counted that up anyway? Jesus. That's a good point. I bet there's probably more statues of Lenin up in Eastern Europe than there is of mermaids in the US. The mermaids have got a head start on the congresswomen, haven't they? That's, mm. well, that's true. There's a load of mythical beings, aren't they? They're, they're more artistic works, aren't they, usually? That's it. I mean, London's like there's a statue on every fucking street in central London or something. Mm. We don't do enough stonework these days, do you think? No, it's, it's all crap now, isn't it? Mm. I like a good monument. That's what I liked about Eastern Europe. They know how to good, the communists know how to good, do a good monument. <laughs> Every dictator knows how to do a good monument. All the, you know, it's, I like the war memorials though. So the Crimean war memorial in London's fantastic. It's all bronzed and uh, it's like got guys in bearskins and muskets. It's, ace. Mm -hmm. it's huge, it's great. Didn't they lose like loads of lives doing Mount Rushmore? Yeah, they did. We'll do an episode on that one day. And the Hoover Dam, we'll put that in, because there's a weird thing with the Hoover Dam where uh, the first guy to die on it was the dad of the last, was the last guy to die on it. What? <laughs> the first guy that died making the Hoover Dam. Yeah. You know, this is a bit of a fucked up fact itself. Mm -hmm. I have to verify it. But the very first worker who died on the Hoover Dam, mm -hmm. his son was the very last person who died working on Jesus. it. Jesus. Because obviously it took like, like 10 years to make. To make it, yeah. Mm. I should verify that though. Next one. Yep. The first known chilli recipe used human flesh for meat. Jesus Christ, <laughs> whoa. Oh. I suppose we do, we are meant to taste like pork. Yeah. Apparently. Not that I know. Just, just have read. I'll finish on this one. In 2016, a Florida man, who else? He's got to be Florida man, hasn't it? Threw an alligator through a restaurant's drive through window. <gasps> he was charged with assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> I guess it is a deadly weapon. Are you fucking right? <laughs> Can't have been that big, though, innit? Nah, it must have been a little... We're not talking Crocodile Dundee here, are we? We're not talking a six... He's not throwing a six-foot gator through there. Uh, it's like a... Kebab, you want it? Two, yeah, three like foot? Three foot, yeah. Three foot. Still fucking... You don't Still want doesn't know what flying in my face to a drive through window. <laughs> Snapping around on the floor. You throw it a burger. Yeah. <laughs> I'd throw it in and say, you want fries with that? <laughs> Oh, Mike, you drive through Vandal. Uh, <laughs> is that just something you're bragging about that you did last week? Uh, <laughs> or is that a foot of fat? <laughs> right, let's end the show. I've been Ben. Thank you very much for listening. Don't drink the flavour, don't join a cult, and you can find us on Facebook at Cunt of the Board and the PTA. No. Cunt of the Board and the Post of the Apocalypse. Yep. <laughs> he never gets it right, does he? Seven Clowns, Cunt of the Board and the PTA. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube, Apocalypse Born. Yep. Yeah. I've been Mike, thanks for listening, peace out, may the force be with you. And I've been Claire, keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears, guys. And watch Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I hope you would have done before you listened to this. Yeah, I hope you did. <laughs> Should have given a spoiler warning. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs>